Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you are listening. Welcome to another Parenthood episode of Girl Next Door. It's Renee here. I'm so glad that you have joined me. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. Uh, Welcome to all of the new people who perhaps it's your first time listening today. I would encourage you to go back to all of the Parenthood episodes and take a listen because they all kind of build on top of one another. But I'm really excited for the first time ever to be presenting a collection in uh, these Parenthood episodes. I've done plenty of collections on my Wednesday conversations, but I wanted to do one dedicated to parenthood. So the topic that I've chosen is one that I consider to be one of the most important topics when it comes to parenting. It is a very unpopular uh, way to parent right now, and that is the importance of boundaries. So this is called the Boundary Collection. I'm going to get really practical over the next couple of weeks on um, what that looks like to teach boundaries to our children. There are some very practical ways that we can do it. But today, I just want to um, sit in this and explore why our kids actually not only crave boundaries, but they actually need boundaries. Now, one thing that would distinguish Um, A lot of what I talk about here on the Parenthood episodes are that I do advocate strongly for boundaries. Um, If you go to Instagram, uh, something that you'll find a lot of is um, posts under things like the hashtag gentle parenting. Setting boundaries is not considered gentle parenting, Um, but it's funny because it's not rough parenting to give boundaries. It's actually the loving thing to do. And I want to uh, really unpack and explore that today and give you a bunch of reasons why it is so important to be parenting with boundaries. Now, I already, a lot of the topics that I cover, you could really file away under this theme of boundaries. Like you guys have heard me talk about the importance of routines. Well, routines are a boundary. Uh, I talk about giving kids minimal choices. Well, that's giving them boundaries. There are boundaries in the sleeping patterns I talk about, boundaries in obedience. You know that I'm really big on first time obedience. That's a boundary. The way that we let our children speak to us that's a boundary. Uh, how we deal with their tantrums is a boundary. So pretty much everything I teach here really is giving a boundary of sorts, but I really wanted to focus on it for a couple of weeks. So the first place that I really need to start, of course, having a Christian worldview and a biblical worldview is I have to start with the Bible because the concept of boundaries is actually rooted in my Christian worldview. It is rooted in the very nature of God himself. And so when we see something presented so strongly right throughout the Bible, then we need to go, okay, clearly this is God's way of living. This is a part of God's design and he made us. So this has got to be what's best for us. And if it's best for us, then it's also best for our children. 
So God sets boundaries just by who he is. Like he says, I am God. There is no other. That's a boundary, right? And people are raging against boundaries these days. And here God is setting up really clear boundaries. Um, He is love. He is not darkness. That's a boundary. He's very clear on what he does and doesn't allow. He calls himself, I am. Well, that's a boundary. He confronts sin and allows consequence for behavior. That's a boundary. He guards his house and does not allow evil in. And he invites people in who love him. All of those behaviors are boundaries. There is nothing wishy-washy when it comes to the boundaries that God sets for us. There is nothing fluid about boundaries when it comes to God. God and his word is the truth and God doesn't change his mind. That's why the scripture says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't morph into some greater understanding of how to parent his children. He always has known the way. Now, talking about the way, Jesus set the ultimate boundary when he said that he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, we don't have to choose him. We have a choice, but no matter which way we decide, there's a consequence. And it doesn't matter how much we rage against it. Jesus clearly sets the boundary that he is the way, and we can either accept it or not accept it. The Bible really is one big moral boundary, and God gives us guardrails on how to live, and he makes it very clear. And again, we don't have to choose, but when we don't, there are consequences. I mean, think of things like the wages of sin is death. That's a boundary. We sow what we reap. No, other way around. We reap what we sow. Sorry, that's a boundary. He disciplines those he loves. That's a boundary. God's design for marriage. That's a boundary. Now, let me just read to you a scripture that makes it really clear from Acts chapter 17, verse 26 and 27, uh, from the New Living Translation, just in case you wondered. The scripture says this, from one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. Can you imagine God saying that to half of the um, you know, people these days? Like God decides, they would find that so toxic and so authoritative and so, uh, you know, uh, terrible. But he decided when they should rise and fall and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Now, I could just stop at that fact that God clearly advocates and demonstrates for boundaries. And so if he does and it's good enough for him, then it's good enough for us. But I want to go a step further and I want to explain to us why these boundaries, why God has set boundaries. But it's really important that we understand this one thing because we have to imitate God in this intent. God's intent when it comes to boundaries is love. He sets the boundaries because he loves us. The purpose of boundaries by God is to draw us to him. That's what that scripture says, that his purpose was for the nations to seek him to feel their way toward him, to find him, although he's not far from us. 
So God gives us boundaries because he loves us, because he wants us to be drawn to him. Boundaries are not to control us. Godly boundaries offer choice and they flow out of love. So the intent of us as parents should be the same. We should be setting boundaries for two reasons. One, because it's scriptural and God uh, set the tone for it. And so we should mimic him in that. But secondly, because if, if God says it's the loving thing to do, then it's the loving thing for us to do when it comes to our children. I get so annoyed at some of the social media posts I see when I see young people that are whinging and whining about being brought up in a Christian home and their parents being too strict. Uh, You tend to see these kind of posts when it comes to um, uh, people who are deconstructing or, you know, um, Instagram handles where people are deconstructing their faith, you'll see a lot of whinging about the way that people have been raised, which I find so ungrateful. Now, I obviously wasn't in their homes and maybe there were some homes where there were boundaries without love, but, you know, they could have been brought up a lot worse, right? Like all you have to do now to get a get out of jail free card is just to put the word trauma down. Like, oh, religious trauma. Or I was brought up in a fundamentalist home, and uh, um, you know my parents were so strict. And so there's a lot of ungratefulness out there, which really is actually rooted in rebellion. There are written and unwritten rules in society, and people need to um, accept that. So. When we look at society as a whole, though, they don't want to accept that. And this is why we need to be teaching our children boundaries so they don't fall for all of these other ideologies. Now, of course, the whole of society is raging against religion because that's a boundary. They're raging against biology because that is a boundary. They're raging against morality, another boundary. And they're raging against authority, which is a boundary. And of course, they're raging against truth because truth in itself is a boundary. It has clearly defined lines. I read about an experiment in a book called Toddler Wise, where there were some junior high students who were um, you know, in their schoolyard. And obviously, like every school, it had a schoolyard fence. And so these junior high students were standing around just the inside perimeter of the fence, like, I don't know, talking, eating, doing whatever. Now, a passing psychologist from the local university subsequently suggested, let's do an experiment. The psychologist suggested that those fences represented unwelcome limitations and that children would actually do better with an unrestricted schoolyard. So as an experiment, they took all of the fences down and guess what the result was? The children began to huddle in the middle of the playground. Why? They didn't know where the boundaries were. So boundaries actually help to cause children to feel safe. And in actual fact, when boundaries come down, freedom is lost. It's the opposite to what people think. Boundaries give us freedom. They don't take it away. So that's one of the the main reasons that we need to give boundaries to our children is because they represent perimeters of security. Boundaries are important for their development, both physical and emotional. Boundaries help them to learn healthy socialization. 
Have you ever watched a child who has unhealthy social skills, who has unhealthy personal boundaries? The other children find them overbearing and annoying. And it's really not fair on that child who hasn't been taught boundaries or modeled boundaries because they'll end up isolated because children are pretty brutal. They'll just like move away. Uh, Boundaries help our kids learn right from wrong. Boundaries reduce conflict because they know then what the expectations are. Boundaries help children to become more responsible. They end up enjoying being good. Imagine that, enjoying being good and helping others. Children who are raised with boundaries are more self-confident. They're pleasant to be around. They're better at making friends. They have more self-control. They know that they're accountable for their mistakes or their misbehavior and are more willing to own up. And they're definitely more likely to make good choices, not because they have to, but because they want to. So what happens when a child does not have boundaries set? Well, without boundaries, kids don't feel safe. Without boundaries, kids lose their way. And we're seeing a lot of people, a lot of young people losing their way right now. Without boundaries, children become entitled. They become rebellious. They don't cope well in the real world. They get a really rude awakening when they don't get their way. They struggle to get along with others. They become selfish, willful, and unpleasant company. They are self-focused. It actually sows seeds of narcissism. They will be unhappy, they will lack self-control, and they won't respect other authority figures. Now, interestingly, a lot of the teaching around boundaries has even been infiltrated with a self-serving ideology. Somehow, they've even managed to twist this to be about the child. So if you start researching about boundaries for children, a lot of what you're going to read will tell you that, oh, boundaries are good because they teach children that other children need to respect their no. They're completely missing the point. So let me tell you where boundaries start. Boundaries start when they're really, really young. Boundaries start with the way that you let your child speak to you. Boundaries start with them learning that they can't touch everything in your house. Boundaries start when you teach them that they can't run around someone else's house making a mess. Boundaries start when they learn to sit respectfully on a chair in a cafe. Boundaries start when they speak respectfully to their grandparents or other adults. Boundaries start when you can say no and they don't collapse into a melting pot of emotion. I could go on and on with a thousand different scenarios that show you where boundaries actually begin, because it really does begin in the day-to-day, you know, monotonous things that we do over and over and over with our kids. It's the small things, but it's just so important to know that boundaries start when they can crawl. Boundaries start when they're first learning to walk. Boundaries could even start before then. Now, it does mean for us as parents that we have to play bad cop quite a few times before we get to play good cop. It means starting as early as possible and building and building and building on them. 
If they learn boundaries and rules at home, they will learn boundaries and rules at school and then boundaries and rules in society. Now you can choose as a parent, you can be authoritarian or you can be authoritative or you can be indulgent. These are kind of like, you know, one end of the scale is authoritarian, the other end is indulgent, but where we want to sit is in that authoritative um, kind of part of the pendulum. Now, again, this goes against the grain of what we're taught, right? Authoritative parenting, oh my goodness. But that is time and time again been shown to have the best fruit and get the best results. And that is why I advocate for this. What is being authoritative mean? It just means having firm boundaries, but for those boundaries to be well explained. To have firm boundaries, but to make sure they understand the why behind the what. What they crave is not an authoritarian parent who just gives them a list of rules and things to do without explanation. They don't crave an indulgent parent that lets them do whatever they want. They crave an authoritative parent who knows what they're about, who sticks to their guns, who understands that this is about discipline and not punishment. A parent who is firm, but with plenty of love and who doesn't act out of emotion, but is calm and stable. And guess what else? You're not going to like to hear this, but testing boundaries is a normal and healthy part of a child's development. And it's certainly a normal and healthy part of a teenager's development. And guess what else? They need you to not be weak with your boundaries when this happens. Kids need to flex and sometimes challenge you and disagree with you. Your and my mission is to teach them to challenge respectfully and in a way that they know ultimately you, the parent, are in charge. Because guess what? They actually thrive when they know who the boss is. If the balance of power shifts to your child, that is harmful to both you and your child. If a child can convince you, or a teenager, if they can convince you to do whatever it is they want, they will feel more powerful than you. And whether they know it or not, that sense of being able to dominate people who are supposed to be in charge actually makes them anxious and insecure. And guess what the best payoff of all is? It actually helps to develop a strong relationship with you and your child that you can take into their adulthood years. In fact, I would say it does more than helps to develop it. It is the major contributing factor to a strong relationship going forward between you and your kids. You know, my kids love Cameron and I. My kids respect Cameron and I. They feel safe with Cameron and I because they know that we've always set strong boundaries. Does that mean we don't sometimes fight with them or raise our voices or get frustrated? Of course not. But for the most part, our relationship is a really good one. We love our kids. We get along with them. They love us. They respect us. But I'm telling you, it starts right now. It starts with everything you do or don't allow your little one to do. So I know that you know, it, it can feel overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, it's hard work. And it is. It means you have to be consistent. It means you have to be attentive. 
It means you have to be present. But isn't it worth it? Your kids are so worth it. Short-term pain, long-term gain. You guys have got this. I really look forward to unpacking this over the next few weeks. And uh, if you've got a question or a particular area of boundaries you would like me to talk about, drop by my socials to, um, you know, pop the question in my DMs. You know, I always love to chat with you guys there. So thanks heaps for joining me. Of course, those of you that would like to support this podcast, I've got a goal of having 50 members a month. Uh, You can join $5 a month on the Buy Me A Coffee platform, which the link is in the show notes or the link is also on social media. Guys, thank you for joining me. Have the most wonderful week, and I look forward to being back with you next Wednesday, or otherwise, I'll be with you Friday. Until then, have a good one. Bye.